Real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Thank you. The key, one of the key points is, is we we still don't officially know what the structure of these of these so-called vaccines are. I mean, we we, we do have some information now that's been published by a Nobel laureate group. It's interesting because the science on COVID, on the lockdowns, on the mitigation measures, on on a whole host of topics. Uh, were, if you if the public was listening, they would they would hear this idea that there was this univocal, uh, 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 you know, sort of univocal conclusion that you you had to do lockdowns, you had to wear masks, you had to socially distance, you had to put plastic barriers up, you had to close schools, you had to do all of these things that the vaccines would stop transmission of the disease, that therefore it was warranted to to you know force people to lose their jobs over them. All of these ideas were so, were sold as if there was a scientific consensus in favor of them. That was a lie. You got to know the real information, brothers and sisters, and I hope that you've seen it. But uh, the previous CDC director, uh, he recently came out and he talked about extensively. Um, this was the ex-CDC director, Dr. Redfield, was testifying in front of Congress, and he came out and discussed in depth the position that Fauci and the head of the World Health Organization and others conspired together in order to facilitate the entire scamdemic pandemic. I think uh, just to emphasize, uh, in, in, in early to mid-January, I did have multiple calls with Fauci, Farrar, and, and, and Tedros about how important I thought it was that science get engaged in, in aggressive, aggressive pursuing both hypotheses. I also expressed, as a clinical virologist, that I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have for humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses for SARS and MERS, for example, when they entered the human species, which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even to this day, they don't know how to go human to human. So you can't equate Ebola with a coronavirus. Now, why do you why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I, because it was I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative, and that I obviously had a different point of view. Okay. In emails following the conference call, four of the eleven scientists told Fauci that they all found the genetic sequence inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. Basically, what you're saying. However, just three days later, these four scientists had drafted a paper arguing the exact opposite, and that's now the infamous proximal origin of SARS-CoV. Uh, two. Our investigations show that this paper was prompted by Dr. Fauci, among others, with a goal to disprove the lab leak theory. What is the likelihood that these scientists came across additional information just three days after making these statements to conclude with such certainty that COVID-19 came from nature instead of the lab leak that they thought it was three days earlier? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. Again, I've said this before, that this whole approach that was taken on January, uh, February 1st and subsequently in the month of February, if you really want to be truthful, it's antithetical to science. Thank you. Science has debate, and they squashed any debate. 
Thank you. Given what we know now and looking at all the conversations in February of 2020 and before the release of the paper, do you think that uh, Dr. Fauci used this paper to hide the gain-of-function research created, that gain-of-function research created this virus? I can't talk about Fauci's motivation. Do you think that the paper does hide the truth? I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. i got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told in, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He, he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. And we've been reporting, we have up on our video channel, the last three videos you need to go and watch right now. One is the entire Event 201. It's over three hours long. We have the full video up there. Second one is the World Military Games that were happening in Wuhan, China, simultaneously to Event 201 happening in New York City. And then... You're going to see footage of 9-11 that is going to change your entire perception of what is being talked about because when you remove the planes, the fake, uh, you know, bombs that are the planes, I say fake because you know that there's been over nine of the alleged uh, quote-unquote terrorists. They've been identified to still be living today, right? It's just like the people that were allegedly, it's uh, Eric Dubay calls them the actor knots. Those people that went up in that shuttle back in the 90s that exploded, the majority of those people are still alive. The one lady is a Yale professor at Yale University. She's a professor. Didn't change her name or anything. Her name is Jane Resnick. And she is still there even though she was said to be on that shuttle that exploded. Brothers and sisters, you have been traumatized by events over and over and over, and they have lied to all of us in ways that are in, they're, they're just, they're unimaginable because the level that the committed lie was made, and it was all about stealing our money and positioning them in power. And ultimately, they've gotten to the point where they're trying to bring robots forward in order to control the people. You better believe that's really happening. The second part of this is going to be Dr. Ryan Cole in a, uh, in a panel discussion with Senator Ron Johnson and many other doctors there. And you'll hear what has been evidence uncovered about the clot shot and what has been happening from the, the real doctor's standpoint, not the coerced, paid-off traders 
that have got had the mic and had the forefront of MSN, CNN, Fox, all those fake news and fake radio and fake magazines and fake social media accounts and fake this and fake that. It's all fake. It's all been paid for by these criminals. And I was telling you who they were four years ago and still telling you the same thing now. This is the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations. This is the Club of Rome. This is the, the Empire Cities. This is the Pentagon. This is the Military Industrial Complex. This is the United Nations. This is the World Health Organization. This is the World Bank. This is the uh, this is the uh, Gavi. This is the Gates Foundation. This is the Rock Bank of Rothschilds. This is the same conspiring banksters, criminals that do this over and over and over. It's fear porn that they push to the world through all their paid actors, and then they end up making all the money. Bill Gates's wealth went from fifty billion to hundred billion during the pandemic. You don't think that he made a special interest on this, even though he's supposed to have a philanthropic business organization? No, this is still the same criminals marching forward, and we have to bring them to justice and seize the assets and distribute them to we the people. Listen to it all, and I'll ask of you at the end, brothers and sisters, is please go back in the archives of truth, listen to more. And secondly, is spread this information far and wide so brothers and sisters like you will get to know the truth as the truth will make them free. John 8.32 in the Bible. Read your Bible because you will understand what's happening in everyday occurrence just because you know what's happening in the Word of God. I love you all. Stay tuned for that report coming up right now. Please tell me... Uh Apparently one of the whistleblowers is brave enough to come forward and give a name or I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, DOMPH, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and Flight Surgeon. All three have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300 percent over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300 percent increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A uh, that, thousand. Ten times. That's ten times rate and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this. And, Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm not giving names, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have... 
let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, Project Salus Weekly Report. Project Salus is a defense, a defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. So, so again, the, the, department, the Department of Defense... Thank you. The Department of Defense, the Biden administration is on notice. They must preserve these records, and this must be investigated. Okay? Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much, Senator. Thank you. So, the increase in cancer is something I've been hearing about for months. And quite honestly, I've told people that are reporting this to me, I don't think the public's quite ready for that yet, okay? But you've just raised this issue. Apparently, uh, Dr. Cole, you're aware of this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this, this, is, this is frightening. Thank you, Senator. And this is a challenge in terms of aggregating data. Uh, I saw a signal early on of certain viral conditions. Uh, you know, Dr. Parks pointed out mechanisms. I noticed certain viruses increasing. Well, these same T cells, immune cells, keep cancers in check. So... I do about 40,000 biopsies a year. I'm I'm a busy pathologist. And I thought, gosh, I'm seeing more of this type of cancer and this type of cancer and this type of cancer. And so I've tried to talk to other laboratories and aggregate a bigger data set, which obviously these federal data sets are a very easy way to see that signal. Obviously, I've been canceled. I've been ridiculed. I've been uh, maligned, et cetera, for saying so. But I've been observing it. And I can't deny observation. That's how science happens initially through observation. Then we confirm through hypothesis, experiment, and data. So, yes, we're seeing it. And now when we travel with these groups and summits, I have oncologists. I have radiation oncologists. I am seeing an uptick in cancers. I'm seeing these odd, stable cancers take off like wildfires after the vaccines. It is happening. We need federal funding. The NIH isn't looking at this. Getting a grant to look at anything related to the vaccines is next to impossible because they're perfect, safe, and effective. So it's happening. My data is anecdotal. My observational group is significant, but we need additional studies to happen. And thank you to Tom for digging into what's actually happening. I think we have some additional nurses. And by the way, that's where I was getting the safety signal from. Nurses from across the country are contacting me about the, the vaccine mandates, that type of things, talking, you know, telling me why they're not going to get the vaccine because they're seeing this. These patients that their cancers are in remission, then you know, all of a sudden, boom, you know, they, they're blossoming again. Doctor Russo, quickly, yeah, I, I've got a question. I want to, uh, Doctor Cole to address. Um, Ryan, you know that um, the experimental data on the genome in the P53 in BRCA, can you explain that to everyone? Yeah, real quick. So we have genes in our body. We have mechanisms in our body. We have bad cells in our body every day. Our body says, oh, I can 
kill that, knock it off, you know, shake hands with every cell. You're gone, you're gone, you're a bad cell. There are genes, there are suppressor genes, P53, it's the guardian of our genome. There's another breast cancer gene, BRCA gene. We know that the spike protein binds to the receptors for these genes and can activate them. That is a mechanism of the spike protein. So putting this spike protein in the human body via a, a gene shot that is completely investigational, these are not approved, and to mandate something that's investigational that can bind to cancer-promoting sites. I'd like to just yeah, clarify and take that a step forward. What P53 does is it checks your DNA yes. before it replicates, and it makes sure that it's fixed. So P53 is the one tumor suppressor gene that is most... Um, tied to cancer because once there's a mutation in P53, the mutation rate just skyrockets Correct. and you're going to develop enough mutations that that cancer is going to have a much more likelihood of becoming metastatic. Absolutely. So correct. P53 is the essential tumor suppressor. Now, do we know for sure that um, the spike protein is binding it and inactivating it so that it cannot make sure that your DNA is replicated um, effectively and, and without any errors? No, but that's why we should have tested these for cancer-causing potential before we started giving them to our kids. There are some confirmatory and can I, can I, studies. Yeah, I'll put it into the record, a uh, yes. paper by Jiang in May, yes. uh, where it goes into this data. <clears throat> SARS-CoV-2 spike impairs DNA damage repair. Thank you. The, the key, one of the key points is, is we, do, we still don't officially know what the structure of these, of these so-called vaccines are. I mean, we, we, we do have some information now that's been published by a Nobel laureate group. It's interesting because the science on COVID, on the lockdowns, on the mitigation measures, on, on a whole host of topics... Uh, it, it were, if, you, if the public was listening, they would, they would hear this idea that there was this univocal, uh, 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 you know, sort of univocal conclusion that you, you had to do lockdowns, you had to wear masks, you had to socially distance, you had to put plastic barriers up, you had to close schools, you had to do all of these things that the vaccines would stop transmission of the disease, that therefore was warranted to, to you know, force people to lose their jobs over them. All of these ideas were, so, were sold as if there was a scientific consensus in favor of them. That was a lie.